Thanks for tuning in to What is the Point? This podcast is tailored for those navigating their 20s and 30s who want to end up somewhere on purpose. We promise to keep the conversation real and honest as we ask ourselves this question. What's the point in all the different facets of our life? It's our desire that you would gain practical handles to these deeper questions we ask ourselves every single day. So with that being said, let's hop into this week's episode of What is the Point? Hello, podcast world. What is going on? But hey, my name is uh, John Martz, and in the booth with us, we've got the DJ B Rice over here. What's going on? Wicka, wicka, wicka. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. And uh, <laughs> we've got Jody Dow, um, and I like to call her Joby. Thank God for Joby. Uh, we'd just be two dudes in a podcast studio if not for Jody. So, um, Someone's got to balance it out. Yeah, you speak for all the ladies in the world. Nope, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. We'll just take that as truth for all the females. And I mean, funny story about Jody. Uh, I, man, actually, my wife and Joby were roommates for a little while. And so I pretended to like The Bachelor to oh, yeah. come over to their house to watch it so I could be around Mel a little wow. bit more. It was the only and way to worked. get a Monday night dinner invite. Yeah, my sneaky, not so sneaky, clearly. Um, I still have an addiction, but to the bachelor. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, for sure. And to Mel. And to Mel, well, both. of course <laughs> I'm getting better. Pray for me. Um, but yeah, so, uh, we're in this luxurious podcast studio. Uh, several people kept on asking, man, we just need to hear more of you guys. And so, uh, I'm just playing, <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I, I'm sure we've all asked ourselves this question, you know, what is the point and, uh, I mean, in so many facets of life. And so this is really how this conversation started. And we want to put practical handles to this, this question, what is the point, and then just share it with you. And I know I'm not an expert, but I'm here with two experts, right? Uh, Jody, yes, it, is, it makes up for two experts. No, guys, <laughs> this is what makes this work. So it's the most unrequested podcast of all time. But... In the same sense, I think all three of us love young adults. We've been young adults. We are young adults. And the idea of a lot of the questions we're having at coffee shops with people we mentor need to happen in a space where it's accessible to more people. And so we started throwing those questions around. What's the point of having a life mission statement? What's the point of learning how to balance? What is balance even stinking mean in mm. each phase of life? Preach. And we started looking at, we don't have to be experts. No, we will never reach that point. And if we wait till we reach the point of expert level, we miss out on a whole lot of good we can be doing. So that's why you have the most unrequested podcast well, coming to you now. First off, I do want to say my mom did request this. And so that, there's one. <laughs> Shout out to John's mom. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, our one listener, our, yeah, our, our one, one listener, right listener. <laughs> if you have any questions, make sure to ask. She's already called me twice, but I'm, I'm going to hold off. Uh, yeah, you got to silence her that on the air. Absolutely. And so, um, I know even for some of us, uh, this question, what is the point? You, you might even roll your eyes when you hear this. Um, and, and you're probably thinking, uh, well, what's the point of this podcast? Uh, even, and so, uh, as Jody was kind of saying, Hey, we have a passion for young adults, and we want to help them navigate those 20s and 30s. I know we've had, um, I guess what some would say, mentors in our life that have really helped us 
get to the next level, really helped us learn a thing or two um, about ourselves. And uh, I think uh, in a better way to say it, we paid the dummy tax on a couple things Mm -hmm. and we'd love to pass that on to you so you do not have to. And so asking this question, what is the point, does not make you weird. It just makes you human. Um, And so kind of getting into things, Jody, Bryce, when have you guys asked yourself this question? Like when do you normally like get to this point where you're like, what is the point of all this? Like, or what am I doing? Like when do you ask this? Uh, For me, I started asking this question when I really wanted to start like living on purpose and really doing something with my life that uh, had impact and and that had value to other people. And so uh, for for me going even through college, it's like, okay, you're trying to figure out what what is the point of all of this? What what is the next step? How do I put this uh, into action? And so for me, I had someone that was actually kind of mentoring me and, and he uh, kind of suggested that I write out like what I am living on earth for, like why am I put into this world? And so that kind of led me to writing out uh, a personal mission statement, which I think we'll tag here in just a little bit uh, and break that down. But for me, that was really important is getting like that on paper, right? Because you can just think through, okay, well, what am I doing? What, what am I, what's my next step? Like, oh, I really like this. I really enjoy this. But when you put that down on paper and you look at it and you're forced to like write it out, it, gets, it helps you get really clear on what that is that you're you're trying to live for well, yeah and I, I mean I totally agree with what you're saying I mean but give me this like you just picked something and wrote it out on paper like how did that go yeah how, did, how long did it take you what did that look like right like yeah it wasn't like I wrote one thing down and it was like oh that's it okay. like I've got it I've, I, I figured out what I'm doing. I mean, it took, you know, a, a course of like writing it down and revisiting and then asking other people like, hey, do, do, does this sound like something? Uh, does this sound like me? Does this sound like mm. something that I'm put on this earth to do? And so for me, like even breaking that down, like I looked at a couple things um, that helped me kind of get clear on that. And that was, well, one, what am I passionate about? Like, what do I naturally enjoy doing? What lights me up? What gets me excited? Uh, and then also looking at like, what am I good at? Right, because if I'm just passionate about something and I'm not good at it, that's that's a hobby, mm-hmm. right? Which, which is great. Hobbies are great; they have their time and place. But uh, I, I want more than that, and so it's looking at, yeah, what am I passionate about? What are my skills? Like, what am I actually good at? And then, what where is there a need, right? And I think that's the most important part because there's needs all around us, and it's easy to think that like we have to do this like grandiose thing to to live on, on, on mission, but like, there's all of these needs around us. And what is the need that I can practically solve right now? Like asking that question with the other two really helped me. Honestly, what is the point is one of my favorite questions. And I ask it in all different scenarios. So I've yelled it at the TV during the middle of the bachelor or bachelorette. Like, what is the point of this show? This is so stupid. But yet we gather again the next week to watch it. I've asked it in the middle of emotional breakdowns of what is the point Mm. of whatever it is that has sent me to that emotional place. Um, I've asked it in relationships in friendships. What is the point of this? And I've asked it when I've been facing huge mountains and challenges. Like when you literally you're asking God, like, what is the point of this? What are you trying to teach me? Because I know I have to learn it to be able to go through it. I'm not going to get to skip it, but what's the point of this? So that, I want to learn it the first time because I hate repeat lessons Mm -hmm, when it's mm -hmm, hard. mm -hmm. I've asked it when in my work setting, when I was trying to decide, is this the time of my life that I shift and chase a huge dream? It's what is the point of it right now? 
Is it for myself? Is it for others? And I've asked it probably once a week since chasing that dream. Like, what is the point of this program, this Mm -hmm. person, this problem, this whatever? And I think asking those questions leads us to really great information if we're willing to listen to the answer. This is a big question for me. How do you even decide what you say yes to and what you say no to? I know we've talked about margin in the past and even like Jody, I mean, you're one of the crazy busiest people I know. Even asking you to do this podcast, I felt a little bit of tension of like, am I pulling her away from her best yes? Am I pulling <laughs> her away from her her A plus? Um, but I'm like, you know what? Not going to say anybody's no for them. And so uh, I know you've got Dream Center. You're married. You've got a baby on the way. That's public knowledge, right? It is now. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. Because uh, all of our thousands and thousands of <laughs> podcast listeners, I mean, they'd just be so shocked. Uh, and so you're one of the busiest people I know. Um, I mean, even a couple questions. Why did you say yes to this? And then how do you navigate what you say yes to and what you say no to? Yeah. So I have what I would consider some guiding principles in my life. And uh, those help me figure out my best yes, my best no's. And Chuck and I talk often about it. So Chuck's my husband. He and I, every single Sunday, meet and we go over our calendar for the next eight weeks, which I know is super mm, romantic. That's really far ahead. That is too. like, woo, that's what marriage I is made of. I was about to say wow. seven days. No. And you said yeah. eight weeks. We, yeah. yeah. We started with seven days and we realized that doesn't help us because Chuck is busier than I am. So when we're looking at for ourselves, for each other, what's our best yes, we have to look at an eight week range. So for me, I said yes to this because I love so much. Like one of the the things that gets me up in the morning, helps me sleep at night is knowing, did I connect people to life-giving hope through practical help? And I think what we're trying to accomplish through this is a lot of those items. It's let's take a lot of the fluff out of stuff and just talk real about life and the big questions we have. And the timing of it fit within something I could make work. So I've set boundaries of how many evenings will I commit to other things a week. Well, you didn't ask me for an evening. You were smart and you asked me for a morning. And so I'm going to give you props for that. (laughs) Yeah, I've never been accused of being smart before. So I think for me, those guiding principles come from I've established over the last few years, what are some of my values? Those values come from what do I think I can offer best to the community around me. And honestly, those values kind of have led over the years into my that life mission statement that I said. So how do I help provide life-giving hope and through practical help? So when I think of opportunities, situations through that lens, then I'm able to weigh, is this the best yes? Is this a, a good thing, but maybe not my best thing in this season? And Honestly, I compare it to my calendar a ton because just values and a direction don't always give us clear yes and no's. So I have to do it in a really practical way too of saying, okay, do I actually have time for this? If I say yes to this, do I need to take something else off my plate? Bob Goff quits something every Thursday, which is crazy, but we all have enough stuff. And so he does. He quits something every Thursday, so he has room to pick up something new. Bob Goff, the singer-songwriter. Right. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, and one of the things that I love about B-Rice over here um, and also absolutely hate about him. That's what they call me, B-Rice. <laughs> is I will literally call Bryce and I'll be like, hey, man, I got a big favor to ask you. Um, can you help me out? And he, it, which any normal human being, I'm just going to be honest, is like, yep, oh, absolutely. Gosh. What do you need? What do you, <laughs> what, what's up? What do you need? 
And Bryce says, I don't know. It depends. Tell me what it is. Every, Every time. time. Every Even if time. I'm like, hey. Wow, you too, Jody. I'll also say, hey, I've got a really quick thing. I just need you to go run and do. Okay, what is it? I, I just need to know first before I say yes or no. And I, I mean, I think that's like kind of annoying to me because I'm like, I, thought, I felt like I meant more to you than that, man. But uh, <laughs> I do love that because I'm like, when you say yes to something, you're there. When you mm-hmm. say no to something, you're very honest about the level of commitment you have. And, you know, how do you do that? How do it like give me some, some info on the side of, of your mind. Cause I know what I feel on my side or what I'm asking. And, you know, I'm just not that way. I'm always like, yes, you can have my time. It's free. Fine. Take it, abuse it, whatever. You're not that way. Right. Absolutely. And no, John, I, I always want to help you deep in my heart. I just always can't Too help late. you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I'm really looking through the lens of, uh, I, the things that I commit to, like, I want to be able to commit wholeheartedly and I want to be able to do them well and if I just commit to everything that comes my way then I'm not able to do anything well and so uh, I think in those situations yeah understanding what the commitment is and then filtering that through is this the best use of my time right now is this the best use of my time this week maybe it is something that I do want to help out with and that could uh, really align with with a, a personal mission or, or really make a big impact, but it's not the best time right there in that moment to help. And, and that can definitely come across as, you know, hey, like, I, I don't want to help you. And, oh, Bryce is a jerk. Like, he's not. So there's ways to communicate that to make that um, not seem mean. Hey, I would love to help you, but uh, could we do this time instead? Or, or what would it look like if I did this part of it? And so I, I just go back to the thought that um, anyone who's done anything extraordinary they, they didn't just do more stuff. Like they got really clear about what's most important to them and, and to their mission and to their values like Jody was talking about. So something I ask me or, or that I ask myself each week or each day is, is what's the one thing that I can accomplish today that by doing will make everything else unnecessary or it'll make everything else easier. And so really filtering if that thing Uh, that I'm being asked to do or another commitment comes up and I've already committed to something else, like I need to follow through on that. And so then we can get into a conversation about time blocking and doing things um, at the right time of the day and and scheduling that out on your calendar so that you're literally telling yourself to do like this appointment with yourself. This is making me throw up. That literally makes me sweat. I mean, this is very practical, guys. Do you schedule like, I'm going to take three minutes and brush my teeth? (laughs) Well, not that that specific. specific. But I do have a little list of like things when you wake up, like things I got to do and that I have in my journal. But okay, guys. <laughs> I, think, I think this brings up a great point, though. Let's be honest, because John and I are looking at each other like Bryce is nuts right now. But you know how you're wired. Yeah, absolutely. And so you know, when we know how we're wired, when we learn about our personalities, when we learn about the characteristics that make us up, then we can control that a lot more. And learning how to control the best parts of ourselves and the worst parts of ourselves is really what gives us space to do something incredible in life. Mm, yeah. And, and none yeah. of us are the same personality. That's why we're looking at Bryce like you literally are time blocking. You have seven minutes to get ready in the morning, which we know he takes longer than seven right, minutes. It's 37. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. It's much, much longer than seven minutes. <laughs> it's also why I'm the one that printed out all of these questions uh, uh, that we're going through on paper and yeah, you guys are just like going from the heart. I've just doodled so you think I like your paper. <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and I love that too because I'm like, I mean, not to say we're both crazy, but the opposite of crazy is still crazy. Like, um, I grew up in such a different culture where it was very legalistic. It was very do this at this time and it wasn't wrong. I'm glad I grew up that way, but I also know 
I want the opposite in my life. And so I probably stray to the opposite end where I'm like, nothing is a big deal. And anything can fit on my calendar any mm-hmm. day. And I don't want to be tied down to this legalistic approach of, I am what I do and I got to meet my calendar. And if I miss a calendar event, like that's me. And now I need to, you know, punish myself or, you know, mm-hmm. give myself time out. Like I'm just so opposite of that. Um, but I also don't think that's healthy. I miss probably a lot of things in my life because I do that. And kind of one thing that I hear you saying a little bit is like, good can be the enemy of great. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good things I could do. There's a mm-hmm. lot of things mm-hmm. like, but like, I want to figure out what's the best thing for me. And, um, even like for me, I, I'm just a big Oprah fan. And, um, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard this, but Oprah used to just get called by all these organizations to help the kids. And because Oprah loves the kids. And mm-hmm. so, because they'll literally call and they'll be like, well, I, yeah, obviously I want to call Oprah because Oprah loves the kids. She'll always give to the kids. And, you know, Oprah's response is, yeah, I mean, I love the kids, but I don't love all the kids. Like, I, I can't mm-hmm. love all the kids. And so, right. like, there's a lot of good things out there. There's a lot of good organizations out there. There's a lot of good things you could be doing today, but what is the best thing? What's what's great? Um, you know, what's your A+, because your A+, you know, maybe somebody else's B-, minus. somebody else's, you know, B minus might be your A plus of what you need to be doing, what you should be doing. And so um, really when we look at that, I I think even just like having limits, having margin or, you know, having that, that calendar of you, you probably time block in margin uh, because that's the way you work. Absolutely. That's the only way you get margin in my world. (laughs) And I'm the opposite. I'm just like, man, if I time in margin, then I've got to like, then it feels do like a margin chore to you. for yeah. an hour and I don't even know how to do that. You know, whereas just like being me and myself, like I know I can find that. Um, so it's just a little bit different. And that's the thing I love about John guys is if you ever want anything from John <laughs> or you want to meet up and get coffee, he's always in. I literally will. So do it. <laughs> yeah. I've got a, uh, yeah, I've got an addiction to people. And so, um, even in looking at this, you know, we, we've talked about yes and no's. We've talked about best yes and all that stuff. Like, um, there's kind of another thing that we've been hinting at a little bit as we've been going. And, um, I guess super spiritual people would call it their calling, Mm -hmm. uh, normal people. (laughs) I'm sorry. Would probably, yeah. Regular English people would like call it a mission statement. I think that's pretty, uh, standard. Like businesses have mission statements. Um, that's just important because that defines the direction you're going. If you don't have a mission statement, where are you going? I don't know. And now you're asking, you know, what's the point of this? What, what are we doing? And so like for you two, how did you develop that direction or that mission statement for your personal life? Well, I think at first I resisted it because I thought if I actually define this, does that put me in a box of what I need to do the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. And I, I heard someone speak once. She's one of my favorite female communicators. And she said once she, I mean, she was talking about Jesus, but she's like, when you're out in the ocean, you aren't making it to shore unless you're purposefully moving that way. So if you just go and sit in the middle, middle of the ocean, you will drift one direction or the other, like the tide takes you somewhere. So her whole point was if we're not living pointedly, if we don't have a purpose that we're moving towards, then life will start taking us somewhere. And once she said that, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense that I can, I can avoid wanting to say, hey, here's what I want to put all my energy into for my life. Here's what I feel like I'm passionate about. Here's what I'm good at. Here's what my opportunities are. And I can avoid that because it seems like boxy to me. But if I don't define that, Mm -hmm. then I waste a lot of great time that I could be doing something awesome because I'm just like floating around doing whatever comes up. 
And I think too many times we live life by well, whatever comes up. Yep. So whatever person asks me to come volunteer with them, whatever job I take at the time, and any job we take, any volunteer opportunity we have can fulfill that passion that we have, that mission that our life can be about. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. You know what I mean? But I think we, when we avoid defining it, we miss out on opportunity to live it. And so, for instance, my life's all about getting to serve people. Like I love serving people. I love helping them connect to hope that's bigger than anything we as humans can provide. And I like to do that in really practical ways because for me, I, I think relationships are key. And so I want to build relationships through practical ways of helping people that then move them towards hopeful situations. And that has looked different for me in a lot of different seasons of life. So sometimes that looks like leading a high school small group and helping high schoolers navigate the craziness that is being a teenager. Sometimes it's looked like one-on-one coffee meetings with some of my college girls that I mentored for a few years. Sometimes that has looked like leading a class for moms at the Dream Center. It's looked like leading our staff at the Dream Center. It looks different in different situations because my life calling to be spiritual or my life mission to be a little more normal isn't actually about the job I have at the moment. It's about how I act in the job I have. So, I mean, I could go work at McDonald's and do the same mission for my life as I do here Um, because it's more about the why I'm motivated than the what I'm doing. Yeah, and I love that. But I I do think that the job can spark that question. Yes. Or in a lot of instances for us, it does. I, I know for myself, whenever I got out of college, I was doing freelance work and uh, for a better use of the term, I was prostituting out my skills for money. And I just like, I don't... And you were good at it. Well, I wouldn't say I was. I wasn't making a ton of money, but I literally was like, I'll take anything that comes my way. Yes, 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 yes. And I was saying yes to everything. And every single time... I'd honestly feel worse about myself after I finished a job rather mm-hmm. than like, oh, look at what I got to create. Look at what I got to do because I'm just like, this isn't making me better. This isn't moving me forward. I'm just getting money for, you know, my time. And like that's whenever I was really faced with the question of can I keep doing – I don't think I can keep doing this. Like I really think I just have no purpose to this and I'm saying yes to everything. And so I'm just becoming this chameleon of what other people want for me and if you are skilled – this will happen quicker than it happened to me of just like, oh my gosh, I, I'm becoming what somebody else wants me to become and you can get 20 years down the road and you never ask yourself that question until, I don't want to say it's too late, but until you basically have a midlife crisis. Right. Um, but in your 20s and 30s, you, you can ask yourself this question while you're still trying to figure out who you are, while you may maybe don't have a like solid career. So that's where you're in the best spot to ask yourself yes. this qu- question if you are working like a nine to five of something you don't want to do, like you're in a great spat because you can, you can move quick. You're fluid. Whereas mm-hmm. people who maybe you, you have a spouse, you have kids, you have a family, you have mortgage, you have a car payment, you have all these different things. You're like, I'm not fluid with this. I, me doing this would literally be changing everything. And so, um, don't feel like you're, you're missing out on this opportunity because you're not in a spot you want to be in. You're in the best spot. 
you know, right. if that's kind of the case to be able to, to make these make these changes quick. And I think sometimes when we get in that spot, we think, oh, I need to change my job and I need to change it right now. But we don't know what we want to change it towards. And so then it's just like it creates a lot of anxiety in our life to think this isn't working, but what is? And it's okay to ask that question before you actually turn in your two weeks. Yeah. So if I remember right, Jonathan, and I could be wrong, Give but it to me. I think back in that season of your life, you actually started volunteering. And you started serving with young adults. You started serving in different ways. I mean, for you, your inlet to serve was the church. And so um, you were like a, a buffet of serving opportunities there because sure. you tried a little bit of everything. And once you started trying a little bit of everything, the next thing you know, a job opportunity actually came up at the church where you were able to quit freelance, start working. And even from there, the job you started in is not the job you're in now because the longer you were there, the more you were able to really focus in on, here's what I think it is that I want to do. Here's what I think it is I want to do. And you took it a step at a time, but it didn't require you to quit everything without knowing your next step. Yeah. It, and honestly, I've forgotten a lot about that, but that's so true. I just knew being here made me feel better. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't feel like I was selling myself out right. um, when I was coming here. And so- that was an easy one for me to be like, if I, if I need to keep some sanity, I need to be at this place doing something that matters versus taking in, you know, more websites or more IT gigs to be able to, uh, just create revenue for me. Right. Um, so I, I mean, you're completely right. And so here's kind of one of my questions with this, like, you know, again, that kind of took us, you know, up in the clouds a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let's get practical. Let's get real. Um, like, how do you develop this for your life? How do you develop this direction? Say I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, at least for me, sitting in BioLife donating plasma right now. And I'm like, what, like, what do I need to do? How do I, like, create this mission statement? How do, like, give me some tangible takeaways? I would say, like, really tangible uh, for me was, was, like, someone told me, hey, you, you just need to write this out. Like, you just need to write this down. Like, that's a great starting point. Like, take the things that you're passionate about, the, the values that you have, the things that you're good at, and, and incorporate that into that mission statement. Because that mission statement, like we were talking about, really is like a guiding force in our life. And it helps kind of realign us on the things that, that you know, are, are important. And knowing that, hey, in this mission statement, like, I can live this out in so many different ways, in so many different areas. And so, for me, it was starting with I exist. And my mission statement is I exist to empower and coach young adults into becoming the best versions of themselves. And so that uh, kind of helps refocus me. But when I'm looking at that mission statement, as I'm looking, and if you're writing that down and trying to figure out, okay, like, where do I even start? Okay, we'll start with I exist, and then look at the things that uh, you're passionate about. What are the things that you are doing right now that excite you and that kind of light you up? And then I would say, look at what you're good at. Look at the skills that, that you have or that other people have told that, hey, you're really good at this. Like, you're really good at coaching other people. You're really good at maximizing uh, the people that you are around. And then I would say you kind of end with what is the need that's out there right there that you can solve? Yeah, I think too, sometimes when we're in the, the place where we're asking, what's the point? Like, what is the point of me? We are there not because we're feeling awesome about ourselves and like we have a ton to offer. So sometimes we need to rely on other people feeding us that and that's okay. So I found, especially in the last few years, that it's been really helpful for me to study my personality. So I prefer the Enneagram test. 
I love strength finders and being able to say, these are my top five strengths that when I answer questions based on scientific study and data, these are core things about me. And so even on days when I don't feel like I have a lot to offer, I can go back to those five core things and I can be like, but these are within me. So how do I use these things? How does, how do these words come into play in my life in more natural situations? And like, what is it that I, when, you know, one of my words is a relator. So how do I see myself relating to people around me to even be able to have an idea of how that can be helpful or as the Enneagram number two, that's been really good for me to know how do I say yes? How do I say no? Because it shows me where I'm more naturally inclined to mess up. And so sometimes I think we need to just take a step back and even let science tell us somewhat of who are you and why do people with your personality exist? So what is it that you have to offer? So when you're in that place and you can't even define that for yourself, which I think we've all probably been there before where we just feel crappy and we're like, I'm sucking at my job. I'm sucking at my friendships. I feel like I can't do anything right. Then we've got to go back to something that's based on a little more truth than how we feel in those moments. So science is great in that point in time. Like what do does my personality say about me? For me, I have some key things that I believe Jesus says about me that I can go back to and it will help connect me back to my purpose. And studying my personalities helped me find some key values that are listed over and over again. Any personality test I take, it's reminding me these are things that are really important to how I'm wired and how I'm made. And when I know that, then I can start to look at how do I want to use those things in my life? How do I want to be known? If these are words and skills and things that I'm naturally good at, how do I use that to be of a benefit to those around me instead of just existing? Yeah, I love that. And I mean, that's always something that I preach to young adults because I'm like, hey, the sexiest thing you can do is know yourself. Like you're investing in yourself. You're spending time with yourself. Um, you're getting to know yourself. You're taking yourself out. Like I'm just being honest because like if you don't know yourself, you will suck at job interviews. You don't right. know yourself. Like you're right. You won't be able to process things that come your way. And I'll be honest, as someone who interviews people for jobs on a regular basis now, I can tell you who knows their actual strengths and weaknesses versus who's giving me the answer that like absolutely they've just practiced. Mm. And I am more likely to hire someone who can honestly evaluate their own self than someone who can come in and talk a pretty picture. And sometimes and sometimes to know yourself it, it takes asking for help yeah. from other people or from science or, yeah. you know, the, the Bible, like the, all of these things, like to help us become more self-aware, other people can tell us things that they have seen and know about us. Right. Yeah. And I think, uh, even for myself, um, it, honestly, I was very, I was a punk and in college, of course, when I, when I, uh, like they, they make you take this test as a freshman called the strengths finder test. And uh, they give you like your top five strengths and that basically like defines you and brands you for the next four years yes. of your college experience. And I'm such a punk that I'm like, top I, five go, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Um, and I, I hated it. I was like, this is the stupidest thing in the world. Um, and then I got out of college and I let some of my pride down 
and because I was like, I'm not going to let somebody else tell me who I am. And yeah, I mean, really, that is a pride thing. Uh, if you're like, no, I'm not going to ask somebody else. No, I'm not going to lean in on what science has to say about me. Um, and you know, maybe I just gained a little bit of wisdom or, you know, somebody, uh, slapped the stupid out of me, but I finally came to the conclusion of like, yeah, I, I think I need to utilize this. I think I need to use this because clearly your mission is going to be aligned with your strengths, your talents. Um, and science has some great stuff to show who you are, or maybe they just put it in better words. So mm -hmm. it helps you understand, uh, a, a little bit of a different way there. Yeah, I, I think one of the things, too, is we can all agree that, hey, all of us have a point and a purpose to being here. Our job is to figure out what that is, and there's no right or wrong way to do that. So it really, you take what works best for your personality of how you like to learn, even. So do you like to learn by through reading? Do you like to learn through sitting and just listening and, and do that? Give yourself the opportunity to ask the big questions and to get those answers and don't think it has to look like Bryce's journey or my journey or Jonathan's yeah. journey. It gets to look like yours because it is yours. And, and it can evolve over time because we evolve. And so as we grow and as we better understand, our, uh, understand ourselves, we can come back to that. We can come back to that mission and that purpose and that question, what is the point? Mm -hmm. And kind of rewrite that as we grow. Yep, I love that. So, okay, uh, give me one thing I need to do this week. If, if I... If I'm if I've not created this for my life, I have not necessarily even defined the direction that I want to go. What do I need to do this week in the next couple weeks or just to keep on my radar to do in starting to develop that direction or that mission statement? I'd say we're busy people, all of us, no matter whether you're in college or you're working right now um, or you're, you're a parent or you're a husband, a wife, like we're all busy people. So um, this stuff doesn't just happen by accident, like asking these tough questions and really honing down on this mission. So what I would say, what has been helpful for me is to block some time, block two hours on your calendar on a night um, or maybe a weekend or a morning, whatever kind of works for you. Look at it this week in the next five days. When do I have, maybe it's an hour. Hour. Maybe two hours is too much. Maybe um, it's on the, the drive home, you know, giving yourself 30 minutes to kind of think and just dedicate some time to like walking through this and, and writing that down, um, you know, on a journal. Don't write it on your phone if you're driving or anything like that, but you can, <laughs> you can think about it and just dedicate that time. And um, from that, I think a lot will come um, by just taking the time to dedicate, hey, I'm going to write this out and I'm going to start somewhere and it doesn't have to be perfect, but I can come back to it and I can have other people speak into it. Yeah, I think if you have not taken the Enneagram yet, you need to do that this week. And if you have taken it, you need to go back and review what your top strengths are and what your top blind spots are. And that will reveal a lot of your best next step. Love it. Well, hey, uh, obviously, we'll throw that in the podcast description, uh, a link so that you can take that, a paid version and a free version um, on that. And one, I'd be remiss if I did not thank our sponsors, obviously, uh, Google, Apple, Disney Plus, Adidas, Nike. They've actually Marianne. both decided. Ma Marianne Martz, my mom, mm -hmm. of course. Um, love you. And hi, mom. Just wanted to say hi. And uh <laughs> Yeah, but uh, thank you for your support and uh, all your money. And so, uh, one, if you have any questions, uh, you can always email us at what is the point at northpointchurch.tv. Longest email. Not we have. what's the point. What is the what point? Yes. Is, yes. What yes. is the point at northpointchurch.tv? Uh, we'd love to answer those questions, but I think that's all we got for you.